Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. I have so many hats I wear. What are, you know what, Cecil? What do you do for a living? I don't think I've ever asked. I'm retired. <laughs> How old are you? I'm, I'm 63 years old. Oh my God. Uh, 63 years young. Well, you look amazing. Uh huh. Moisturize. <laughs> Stay out of the sun. Oh, wow. Uh huh. Well, that's great. Uh huh. It's okay. <laughs> Power Man. Power Man 5000. What's Power Man? Uh, that's the wrong <laughs> man. This here's the kinks. The kinks? Uh-huh. Did I'm not allowed to talk about my kinks anymore. Who are you talking uh, about your kinks I with? kicked out of the prayer group. What? Wait, what well, I'm just saying, you know, I'm no. sex positive. What? Wait, what program? You no, got kicked out of something? I uh, kicked out of the prayer group. <laughs> they said I was talking too much about my kinks. Oh, well. Uh-huh. Were you praying about them? I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm, I'm proud. What is just one of your kinks? Uh, one of my kinks. <laughs> what is Cecil's, one of Cecil's kinks? Well, I like to be hit. I like I like a heavy set Russian woman to to smack me all around with a wiffle ball bat. I immediately just, regret yeah. asking that. Okay, great. That's, I'm fully great. clothed. It's nothing weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what a heavy-set Guatemalan woman to spank my bottom. Why Guatemalan uh-huh. and why Russian? Why do these two beautiful cultures? That's true. Uh-huh. That's very beautiful true. people. Interesting specifics uh-huh. on that. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, a woman with powerful forearms. <laughs> God. Uh, I'll take it from here, Cecil. All right. All right. Bye, Cecil. How's it going, Boo? Boo, I'm amazing. What's How? going down? Oh, where to? Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? First of all, uh, just went through the hallway, which is now basically the coolest hallway ever because I wallpapered. It's got a little bit of a Willy Wonka vibe. I like that. I know. I'm. It really does. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels like it's getting smaller the deeper in you go. Yes. Uh-huh. Except, okay, I did post on Instagram a before and after, uh-huh. but I forgot when you share it onto Facebook, it... You did after and before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I had a comment. Which is which? And that made me feel badly because mm-hmm. it's like, what do you mean, which is which? Did someone really say which is yes. which? Yes. <laughs> And then I answered, and she didn't respond, and it was like, listen, lady. Hmm. That hurt my feelings. That yeah. hurt my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's fine. I don't care. Good. I don't care about what my friend's high school mom thinks of our hallway. Yeah. 
You're not decorating the police hurry. No, I don't care. <laughs> no, but it is confusing when you do a before and after, and it's an after and before. And then, I, I mean, it's an honest question. It is. She I should have like, done the do? before first. She's like, you took down all that wallpaper and painted the wall white? Cool. Yeah, she was trying to be supportive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, pick your battles, Katie. That's true. Pick them. Boo, true. how are you? If I was any better, you wouldn't be able to stand me. Oh, boy. I'd have to go sit in the yard. <laughs> That's how good I'm doing. <laughs> if you're really good, you have to sit uh-huh. in the yard. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'd get on your nerves. I'd be so, be so positive, you know. I mean, if I was any better, then I'm, I'm at my limit. You're at your limit right now. I'm at now. the limit now where I'm tolerable. Well, good. Listen. Drink, 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 drink. Charlie's drinking, everyone. I gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> That's true, Charlie. You gotta stay hydrated. You really do. Mm-hmm. You really do. No, I'm feeling good, boo. Uh, it worked out this morning. Man. Been hitting the weights. You've been up on that treadmill. Been on the treadmill all the time. Been been rocking. You got me a cool weight bench. Oh my gosh! I love I love the weight bench. A bench I, really helps. Man, I I forgot how great just a bench and some dumbbells can be. Yeah, you do so many things. So many things. So many cool exercises. Also, you can just go throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Say you're bored. It's in the living room because we're smart. And so pick up a dumbbell. Do a couple bicep curls. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. The blast in the shoulders today. I, uh, I was doing uh, regular shoulder presses on mm-hmm. the uh, or the, uh, the, the bench you got me. I love it because it's a bench, but it's also uh, the, the back can raise up like 90 degrees. Wow. You know? So you can uh, sit in, sit down and... You know, you can sit upright. Is what oh, I'm right, 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 yeah. So you can lay down, treat it like a bench. You can sit upright, treat it like a chair. Doing a little uh, upright, uh, seated uh, uh, shoulder presses. Ooh. Doing a, I had a circuit going. I had that. And then uh, then when I was doing that, I, I popped over and I got like the smaller dumbbells, about the 15s, and I was doing the uh, arm raises. Ooh, like I the love front, those. The front yeah. raises. Yes. You know, hold them down by your side and then lift them forward, uh, with both at the same time. Uh, did did that, and then uh, kettlebell upright rows. So I was doing uh, circuit training. Wow, boo! Uh, I'm proud of you. That's hard, yeah. uh, Charlie. wasn't necessarily Bone. high intensity, you know, because I go at my own pace. But it was it was a circuit nonetheless. But listen, if you're getting mm-hmm. your heart rate up and it goes down, mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. That's all you need. Okay. What's all that? Noise? Take notes of everybody. I don't know. It's not trash day. So much crazy street noise lately. La- oh, don't even get me started. People are so loud. I've become an old man. Mm-hmm. I don't How like so? I don't like the youths roaming around. Listen, I'm glad, obviously, mm-hmm. that we're going to back to normal. Mm-hmm. You know, no masks. We're we got to go out the other day. Holy crap! We're going to get into that in a minute. But a lot of riffraff, you know. And I think the rule is past ten, kill it. Well, be quiet. Be you're, quiet talking about, and, you're talking about and the, whisper. the pedestrians or the neighbors? Yes, the pedestrians. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't well, be hooting and hollering. We do live near several bars. <laughs> we do. So. <laughs> Which I get. But even as a drinker that I used to be, mm-hmm. I was never loud like that going yeah. home. Yeah, I don't understand. I might have been. And I get it. You're out with your friends, not. whatever. But like, just have a little self-awareness, a little common courtesy. Yeah. You can tell that this is a residential neighborhood, even though there's bars at the end of the block, still primarily residential. And uh, 
a lot of people don't seem to care about that around here. They're just loud. They don't. And, it's, and they're loud and disruptive. But you know what? I am going to embrace youths. I've decided. <laughs> I, can't, I can't fight it because they're going to take over. You are, you know? you are kind of slowly turning into like, uh, <laughs> uh, the old cranky lady. The old, what do you call like an old lady who never had kids or grandkids or anything? What? Uh, well, if Not she's single, a spinster. Oh, that, spinster? That's the, that's the, oh, you're mm. a real spinster. But if you're a crotchety old woman, I mean, I don't think there's a name, right? Because mm. I'm going to be married. Mm-hmm. So that, I don't, I don't got the single thing going. Mm-hmm. Not that the, anything's wrong with that. And good for people that just go into singlehood and live their truth. We used to call uh, cranky old ladies uh, biddies. Old that, uh, biddies. <laughs> shut up, you old biddy. <laughs> that old biddy over there yelled at me for walking on her lawn. I like that. I like that mm-hmm. name. And I'm okay with old it. Biddy. I am becoming an old biddy. Mm-hmm. You know? Biddy's good. Uh, one of my favorite. I love, uh, it's, I guess it's sexist because it, it has a gender uh, connotation to it. But uh, um, I love heifer. Heifer. That good. old heifer. Heifer's very good. That old heifer can't even preheat an oven. <laughs> heifer I, is funny. Heifer is funny. I I don't know. I oh, here's the thing. I I will confess something to you, Boo. And mm-hmm. you know this might be a, a deal breaker for us. Okay. But sometimes when you call me Goober, mm-hmm. I fear you're calling me a name. Much like a I am heifer. Calling you a name. I'm calling or you Goober. Yeah. Yeah, but a bingo. Goober uh-huh. is it. <laughs> Is you you it, nailed it, Boo. Is it mean? <laughs> I am calling it. Feels no, goober, mean. goober can be mean, but Goober can also be endearing. Okay. And, and it's endearing when I call you. Goober, just, hey, you're Goober. You're, goober, the way I, the connotation I call you, the context I call you Goober, uh, just means you're, you're fun loving. You don't, you don't take anything too seriously. Hey, oh. you're a Goober. Okay, but I have heard you describe people uh-huh. that you weren't favorable uh-huh. about as a goober as well. Well, that is just me trying to throw a PG-13 insult at them. That's in lieu of something more severe. Right. I'm being nice by stopping at goober. Hmm, okay. But with you, it's a term of endearment. Got it. You're okay. a goober. You're a goober. Okay. Well, and I'm then- a goober, too. You're a goober. We're both goobers. Wouldn't you like to be a goober too? What's, What's that? that? I'm a mm. I'm a something. You're a something. Wouldn't you like to be a something too? What is that? Oscar Mayer. It's mm. Oscar Mayer song. All I know is uh, Baloney has a ding. first name. What is that one? Oh, San Francisco treat. Oh yeah, yeah. Rise, so no Roni, Roni, the San, San Francisco treat. Ding so, ding. <laughs> that was my favorite part. It's my favorite uh, line in um, uh, something about Mary. <laughs> Matt Dillon's character is so funny. You, you've oh, seen that, right? Remember of course. That? Yeah, he's got those stupid veneers, got those fake teeth. <laughs> and he says, that he, he's, oh, I'm, I'm quitting. I, I took a job with rice roni And he's, he's telling Ben Steele this, and he goes, I'm moving to Miami. And he goes, I thought rice roni was the San Francisco treat. <laughs> uh, it used to be. <laughs> they moved. <laughs> Boo, uh, we got to, let's, let's go ahead and uh, air some dirty laundry. Oh, boy, here we go, guys. You, don't, you, don't, you have no idea what I'm about to talk oh, about. Oh, no. This isn't on our uh, collective notes yet. Oh, shit. Boo, oh, no. um, last night <laughs> I got into bed about uh, four, stayed up till four in the morning. Yeah, is everything okay? Oh, I yeah. feel like, okay. Yeah, mm. I was just uh, watching Curiosity Stream, <laughs> watching a documentary about uh, uh, Neanderthals. It's, it's pretty cool. Fun. I still don't know if it's Neanderthal or Neanderthal. I don't know. I thought it was the Thal. 
T-H. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so 4 o'clock, I finally, I finally uh, throw in the towel. <laughs> and I go to get in bed, and um, boy, there was just uh, there was just an <laughs> excessive amount of grit in the bed. In the bed. Like, like sand or salt or cumin. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> My question to you is, and I know you're fond of the salt, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you salt up some food while in bed? Now, and this brings me to my other thing. Now, I I'm pretty go with the flow. I don't. Yeah, you've I, been you've been kind with my yeah idiosyncrasies. And, Idiosyncr- and I think we cohabitate pretty well. I think mm-hmm. we're good roommates. We're considerate of one another. And I don't have any house rules per se. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got a few little things I like. Things don't the way use flip flops. Um, you can't use your flip flops. No, you can use my flip flops all you want. It was I think it was the losing of the flip flops that one time that annoyed me. Okay. Um that's fair. My my one thing is I just uh eating in bed mm-hmm. just seems gross. Okay. And lazy. And I'm not calling you lazy. Oh. I, it, no, I'm just saying like well, to yeah, to make it a regular habit. Okay. But to make it a regular habit just seems lazy. Like, come on, let's let's get up and go eat this somewhere. I don't know. I just when I get all nussled into bed, I don't want like shredded cheese. <laughs> no, I get that. Or, I get that. You don't or want kosher salt or right. oat, dried oatmeal or whatever okay. the hell was going on last night. Do you have any idea why the, why the sheets were so gritty? Like I literally had. Do you, you remember? <laughs> I had to turn the light on. I had to like sweep out the sheets. I don't recall. Here's the thing. I think it might have been um, when I was salting my crackers. With that jam, that new jam we got that's awesome, the chili red jam. Oh, yeah. So, okay, first of all. You're eating crackers and the, the word lazy hurts my heart. Um, that's a song in the late 70s by Barbara Mandrell. You can eat crackers in my bed anytime. That's cute. Mm-hmm. She must be really accepting and loving mm-hmm. to her partner. Probably. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. What I am not doing? lazy. No, I didn't say you were lazy. I'm saying the act of eating in bed on the regular that is lazy. I'm not saying you're lazy. I'm saying anybody who does that, that's a lazy act. When Are you- we have a dining room table, we have couches, we have chairs, we have a kitchen, we have a living room, you know, it just seems weird to just lay in bed and eat nachos. That just seems a bit like excessive and king and queen like. Well, like, bring me my cheese and crackers as I, I lay in my slumber. I hear you. Uh huh. What is the difference between eating in bed mm-hmm. and eating on a chaise lounge out here? I don't sleep on the chaise lounge. Sometimes you do. No. I mean, I fall asleep on accident, but I don't. I don't. That's not my bed. Gotcha. But what if that's my comfort? That's my equivalent to a chaise lounge. Mm-hmm. And I'm not eating full meals, by the way. It's a snack. I'm mm-hmm. snacking in bed. So I'd like to go ahead and make that amendment because it isn't full meals. Mm-hmm. It is snacking. There are certain foods that I would love to eat in there, but because I love you, mm-hmm. I don't. Such as what? What are, you, what are you not eating in there? Oh, man. What are you I saying mean, no to? Well, I, I would love to eat my meals Fondue. in there. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to eat my meals in there. Uh-huh. I, I don't. I I snack. Uh-huh. I'm a snacker. Okay. 
I'm just saying, like, it was And it was I know insane. of a it's director not. and a producer who are very successful, and they also like eating in bed, and so they're not lazy. Yeah. They're doing stuff with their lives. They no, have- and that's maybe a poor choice, choice of words, and I apologize. I, I'm it's not fine. saying you are lazy. I'm saying, as a whole, the act of eating in bed feels lazy. You know, does that make any sense? It does. Okay. I have to keep my hands busy because mm-hmm. of my ADHD. Mm-hmm. If I'm hungry and want a snack, why not enjoy a snack while watching TV, well, which is fun. It's like it, it'd be what I'm doing out here, but it's, listen, I don't want to watch baseball, okay? Uh-huh. And so I go in there, I snack, mm-hmm. and I, I do my thing, and you're right. It's disgusting to get into the sheet. So mm-hmm. I, I understand the sheet issue. I found, I've, I found all <laughs> kinds of weird food in our bed. Can you give me three examples of weird food? Not salt. Salt uh, doesn't count. Uh, peanut shells, all kinds <laughs> of nut shells. Oh yeah, the nuts. That was the other day, and that was in the den. I've found chunks of cheese. You have not loose bullshit. I in have. the bo- in yes. the bed. Yes. Did you not tell me about that? I mean, I, I would I have remembered chunks of cheese. I woke up and there's one morning there was a, a hunk of cheddar. Was it wrapped in a paper towel? It was in a <laughs> plastic sandwich bag and, of course, not sealed. But that is so much. You see, you painted it as if it was loose. It was loose. <laughs> there was a dirty, orange, greasy bag, open bag with a hunk of cheddar cheese rustling in the sheets. Okay, we got to find a solution because I don't want you to resent me for my nighttime salt. Mm-hmm. Do I have a bedside salt? Yes. Do I have it hidden from you? Do you have a spice rack on your end table? (laughs) I have. Sometimes when you've gone in there, I've hidden food. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because I'm like, oh, he won't know. So what, okay, what snacks are appropriate for the bed? If if you had to. I mean, I don't know if you need to lay down a tarp or (laughs) put on a poncho. And, and, and like, understand like, it. Listen, it's not. What is this, it's, it's Nazi not the principle. It's not some principle thing. It's not that I was raised to not eat in the bed. Uh, it's it's the aftermath. It's the the side effects. It's. I'm not mad that you were eating in bed. I'm not mad in general. I'm I'm slightly annoyed <laughs> when there's ingredients gotcha. in my sheets. Listen, the salt. Oh, here's the problem with the salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's one of those. Those uh, grinder salts. Mm-hmm. So that is hard. And you know I don't like eating on plates due to my laziness yeah. <laughs> regarding forbid We have something capture the crumbs. <laughs> so, usually it's a paper towel. Mm-hmm. I do remember this particular incident when Charlie came up, and he's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to nuzzle. He's trying to go down and get into the blankets. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so my arm may be moved mm-hmm. and the salt maybe had gone down and I said to myself Katie remember to get that salt out mm-hmm. just said it louder that's <laughs> alright boo I'm sorry no I'm just I, this is less of me griping at you even though that I know that's what it sounds like I'm more just at, curious what was it's making fun. it gritty. Was it brown sugar? No, no, no. It wasn't sugar. I've been doing well with that. Well, kind of, not really. I've been eating a lot of carbs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, it was definitely salt. That's been my choice 
uh, topping lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> topping. I like the e salt as a topping. Just sprinkle uh, it on, boo. Sprinkle you're a, you're it. You're a silly on. goose, boo. Well, listen. I I know, but it's not like I eat. I don't eat full meals. Like I don't eat like fish. Fish embedded would be gross. Yeah, that would be pretty upsetting. Or like you know ribs. That's a gross bed food. Uh-huh. Banana's fine. There you go. Contained. Mm-hmm. You're done with it. Throw away the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think apples should be fine. Yeah, I mean, this list, we could, uh, we could go on and on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just curious, Boo. Just curious what was going on last night. Well, if you listen. Were baking a cake or. I wasn't, no. Whipping up a pork rub. I want to go ahead and apologize, but mm-hmm. also, you're kind of welcome because. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. It's always a fun game yeah. like when you go to bed. Like, what's in here? It is. It is fun for me. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy it. Good. We need more pillows on the bed too. Did you notice how uh, I've started to <laughs> passive aggressively make the bed? Yeah, and what I mean by that is, uh, I try to always make the bed. Like when you leave to go to work, I know that's one of the things you enjoy is coming I home to a made bed. Coming home to a made so, bed. So uh, I'm all for you know making my boo happy. Um, but we have an excessive amount of pillows, and now I've been using all the pillows, like when I make the bed, just to show, like, <laughs> show you, like, hey, doesn't this look ridiculous? We have 14 <laughs> pillows on this bed. Here's the thing: I look at that and I'm like, <laughs> awesome, because then it creates. We don't have a bed. Uh, What's it called? Headboard. Uh-huh. So it creates almost like a nice padded mm-hmm. seat for me. That's true. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I do have a pillow thing. Mm-hmm. I can't get rid of pillows. So, I don't know why. Hey, if these are our worst troubles, we're doing okay, boo. Oh, we're, I we're hope doing, so. We're doing fine. Um, had a big week this week. This week. Oh, my gosh, had we did. Had a big week this week. Um, went out to eat for the first time. In a restaurant. In a restaurant, in a restaurant, yeah. inside, guys, inside. I think inside. during our birthday week, mm-hmm. we we went out twice, uh, little sidewalk cafes when we were in Julian, California. Oh yes, yeah, uh, we did. Okay, but other than that, and that uh, was outside, and those were outside, and those two little meals. But excluding that, w- this was the first meal at a restaurant we've had since uh, March of twenty. I know. Yeah, like 14 months. It was, guys, if I, okay, you know how excited I get about Christmas? It was like Christmas. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I got an outfit on. Mm-hmm. I wore some boots. Why mm-hmm. not? We walked there because we're cool. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was just magnificent. It was great. And I tried to pay the bill. Yeah, I caught you. And you caught me red handed. Yeah. It's my favorite game, mm-hmm. getting the bill. And I even warned you. You I said, said I don't. Said, what did I say? I said, don't pull any of your shit. <laughs> you've done this before. We're loving. See, you guys? <laughs> don't pull any of your shit. No, it was my idea. I, I you know, I, I wanted to take us out and have a nice meal indoors. And I uh, had to get up and uh, drink too many uh, Stellas. So I had to get up and take care of, uh, you know, I, had to, I was thinking of a. Taking care of business? Yeah. Oh, but that's pooping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Okay. Anyway, had to go pee. <laughs> came back, and uh, I saw you, like, mid-sentence, like, with a, or mid-word with the uh, with the server. You're like, oh, excuse me. I know, and I saw, saw your stare. Your stare, mm-hmm. your stare 
let me just tell you, is haunting. Oh, yeah. Haunting. Hmm. It, <laughs> not that you haunt me, but when you're looking in that way, like, no, bitch, mm-hmm. don't you, you know. My what the hell's going on stare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like you felt it and knew, and I just felt your eyes, and I caught you, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. I know you. I know. I hate that. You can't trust Melanie, but you can always trust Melanie to be Melanie. Oh, Jackie Brown quote. And it's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yeah, but I busted you. I got you. Man, but no, great oh, meal, huh? We had all the oysters. We all of them, guys. Three dozen oysters <laughs> and a dozen clams and a pound of mussels. Cold clams, not bad, but not great. Not yeah, my they, favorite. They weren't as great as I remember them. I think it's. I think the problem is uh, those clams can't follow the oysters. The oysters are the star of the show. Oh, you're right. Now, if we'd had the clams as an appetizer, that would have been. It great. would have been fine. But we had them. They brought them out with the oysters, and they just couldn't hang with the oysters. And that waiter loved you. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I love when people get man crushes and oh. or girl crushes on you because. It is as if I'm an invisible man hmm. just sitting. It was cute. Like, he was just trying to, he was giving you all those sauces, and he was just trying to, like, oh, you like hot sauce? I brought you some more. And little, it was really cute. Or maybe he was just doing his job well. I think maybe he was just good at his job, <laughs> which is foreign to us around here. Oh, my gosh, it's true. Mm-hmm. But, no, that was fun. It was so much fun. It was, it was a good time. It was a delicious. Miss, that, that's one of the things I probably missed the most about Everything that's happened in the last years, being able to go out and sit down at a, at a fun restaurant. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love going inside? You know what? I like that we went with our first meal out was the oysters because uh-huh. that's hard. You can't get that to go. Exactly. Very hard to get yeah. that to go. Yep. So next, I think we should do Mexican food. Oh yeah. Because the chips on the table, the mm-hmm. atmosphere, the fun, the that, that'd people. Be- well, this the, week, though, we were thinking about going to get some Korean barbecue. Oh, I forgot. Yes, Korean yeah. barbecue. Yeah, that's fun. That's another thing. You can't really get delivered. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Got a thing in the middle. There's mm-hmm. an activity. Very fond. Mm-hmm. Very fond of the Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's delicious. Let's do that this week. Yeah. We're going to do it, guys. So what else going on, boo? Well, What's up with you? No big deal, but I got a Long Beach personal training client. You got a new client what? today? Yes, I did. Now, have we made that clear? Uh, we've talked about that, about how... <laughs> Obviously, you have your own personal training business. Yes. It's going great. You got Thank several you. good customers, but they're all way the hell up in Los Angeles. All in Los Angeles. All in L.A. Or the L.A. area. Like deep in L.A. Yeah. Like not just yeah. L.A., but like far, yeah. like the mountains on, of on L.A. On the far side <laughs> from us of L.A. Yeah. And I've been asking you for months, like, why don't you try to get some clients down here? And you finally got one. I did. Uh-huh. I caught her today. Well, Okay. So she has given me at-home hair dyeing kits mm-hmm. through COVID. She's great. It's in a Veda salon. She has is, her own business? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's called Envy Salon, and she's wonderful, guys. And if you need a Nevada lady, go to her. But I've been going to her consistently, like probably three to four times mm-hmm. this past year to get at-home dye care, dye, dye hair you got kits. It. You got it. <laughs> Sorry. So I go in today, and she was interested in personal training, and she was talking to me, and it was great. And I said, well, how about, and I, you know, I was like, I gave her my rate, and I was like, how about we meet Monday? Like, would you like to just try it out, like, Uh on one of your off days? She was like, sure, that sounds great. And I was like, and no pressure. If it doesn't work for you, I totally understand. You know, we can, I still want to keep this relationship going. It's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't want there to be high stakes. 
And she was like, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It's risky. Then she goes, yeah, and maybe if I continue, we could come up with a system. Like, I'll do your hair, and then you tell me how much an hour, and then we'll, like, trade. Barter. She wants to barter. We used to do that in radio all the time. Barter. Instead of, uh, like, other businesses, like, a lot of times they would say, you know, rather than paying you cash for advertising, hey, we're a... A restaurant who advertises, they'd, they'd pay like half the rate in cash and half in like gift certificates for the staff or to give away or something. Bartering's a great way to, to do things when you're dealing with, you know, two small business owners. But you seem to be put off by the idea of bartering. Yeah, I hate it. I well, don't know why. What's the problem? Let me think. Okay. I get nervous about it because here's the thing. You're, I'm locking in mm-hmm. To this relationship, and what if I want to change it? What if I want to go to someone else to cut my hair? Mm-hmm. What if I don't want, you know, and I don't want to hurt her feelings? What if this keeps going? Do I ever get paid from her? I like to keep things separate. Well, here's, here's the here's money what you have to ask here's, yourself. Okay. <laughs> Do you enjoy her service? It's good, yes. It's a solid good. Is this something you would continue to do? Will you continue to patronize her establishment? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know why it makes me so anxious to talk about this. I don't know why. And we don't have to talk dollars and cents, but is the services comparable? Meaning, one, what what does she do for you? She color your hair? She colors and she cuts. Okay. So would one color and or cut be equal to one of your classes, or, or is that like... She'd have to get two classes to equal yeah, one. Yeah, she would have to get two. I'm assuming her service is so, more expensive yeah, than Yeah, hers way more expensive. Okay. So. So I don't know. I mean. But my point is, if the, mm, bartering's not good if you don't give a shit about the product she's giving you. But right. if, like hypothetically, all right, let's say we're selling advertising. If fingerprints records wants to advertise on our show and we bartered and they never paid us cash but they gave us gift certificates to their record store, that'd be fine because I spend money there anyway. Okay. Now, I wouldn't necessarily want to barter with a tofu shop. <laughs> you know? It's like, well, I don't buy a lot of tofu, so why don't you pay us cash for these advertisements instead of bartering? But if it's a, if it's a, a service or a product that you use anyway, why not barter? Okay. Here's the thing. I'm very touch and go with my hair. Mm-hmm. I can. I. I don't really have a system. Uh, and you don't have a a routine, a schedule. No. Okay. So that kind of scares me. And then also, I'm. And I'll admit it. I. You know me. I'm not organized. Uh-huh. It's one of my. Mm-hmm. You know, little isms. Mm-hmm. And it's something I'm working on. But I just feel like I'll lose track. And it'll be weird. And I just want to keep it separate because then if, say, we do train a lot mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, come get a haircut. But it's like, uh, it's like, st- like, I don't want that pressure of having to use the service. Mm-hmm. I like the service. Mm-hmm. The service is fun, but it's not top priority for me every month or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like whenever I look at my hair and I want to gag. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> Maybe I should get on a schedule. Uh-huh. I understand that, but I, I loathe mm-hmm. putting, you know, haircut on my schedule. I hate it. Why? Because I have to go, and it's like a thing. I hate sitting there. It's always boring. You don't like commitments. <laughs> like you just don't like having your schedule 
filled. Set. Having to be places. I, that's, once, okay. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's all the way true because I do like routine. I do like going, like once, now I have my clients and it's like, okay, routine, routine, routine. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love having open, because I, if I'm in a mode I'm like, okay, I'm going to organize everything or I'm going to clean everything or I'm going to, you know, I could work like 24 hours in a row Mm -hmm. and then I can have some downtime. So why would I, depending on the day, say I have some off time, you know, all of a sudden, oh, haircut at two. Oh, that sounds awful to me. You know, it's my whole day. I have to work around the haircut at two. We're bartering. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Someone does. Someone out there does, okay? <laughs> a listener does. And a listener will call and be like, Katie, everything is fine, and I love well, you. you're doing great, boo. Thanks, boo. We're all real proud of Except you. Except for the bed salt and my fear of commitment. That's that's an honest question. I have a right. I, now, I don't have a right to kick the door in and scream <laughs> at you because there's salt in the bed, but I do have a right to just go, hey, what's well, yeah. going on with this? We have a shared bed, mm-hmm. and that's fair. Mm-hmm. Just, just curious. I'll work on that, mm-hmm. and I will. You know what I was thinking? Maybe I should get one of those little hand vacuums mm-hmm. right next to the bed. That way, I could just dustbuster. Yeah, mm-hmm. just dustbuster it. That's before probably you what go. we need. Yeah, because you're not going to stop eating in the bed. That's I know not that. true. I'm going to stop mm-hmm. salting as much. <laughs> <laughs> you are a piece of work. Oh, man. Boo, should we? I feel like we don't go into calls a lot, and maybe we should go into them. Oh, we don't go into calls a lot? No. All well, right. I mean, sometimes we do. But I want to get some, I want to just get get some calls in. I want to give some advice. I feel on top of it. I heavily caffeinated. <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, Katie. Uh, my name is Corey, and I'm in a bit of a pickle. Um, I've been dating a girl now for about, uh, just over a year and two months-ish. And, um, I'm running into a problem now where I feel like I'm kind of being held back with what I want to do in my life. Um, I, we've had discussions about me trying to buy a house, but because she isn't ready to buy a house, she doesn't want me to buy a house on my own. And now, um, basically, I I just want to ask, how do I come to this, uh, basically, how do I come to a solution um, with me wanting to go and do my own thing? and her not wanting me to and wanting to be signed in with me on everything, stopping me from going on trips that I want to go on because she doesn't have vacation time. Um, I I just want to know, am I thinking about this wrong? And is there anything that I can do to make her feel more secure in the fact that I do want to go do these things, but I still want to be with her? Um, yeah, that's kind of vague, but it's a lot I could come up with. Anything that you guys could help out with would be much, much appreciated. Thanks. Thank you, Corey. 
Thanks, Corey. Oh, wow. Okay. That is a pickle. That is. That's a bucket of syrup right there. <laughs> what that's, a, would, that's a great question. It it's is. a great, uh, great question. I was about to say great dilemma. It's, it's not great that you're having this dilemma, but it's a great question, Corey. Um, I what think do you I'm going to, well, okay. Here's the thing. I love that he's self-aware and he's frustrated mm-hmm. because I feel like Corey might be like you in a lone wolf mm-hmm. type of way. Uh, you were very much not similar, similar, but it was hard to break down those walls, even though I was a drunken monster. Long story short, it, it's a different situation. I was very independent. Independent, yes. So mm-hmm. coming from that point of view, what would you? how did that change for you? Well, here's the thing. They've been together a little over a year. Okay. Um, yeah. It all comes down to, what you doing, Charlie? He's gonna. He's trying to find. I'm trying to have <laughs> sex with this pillow, and he's also trying to dig in the floor. What are you doing? He's buddy? not too sharp. Um, this is a tricky one because <laughs> every guy wants to be alone. It's a fact. No, no, that's, that's, that's not. I don't want to be alone. I want to be with you. No, but I. There was a period mm-hmm. where you were like, "I'm going to be alone," and like, whatever, and. Well, I've always said I'd rather be with no person than the wrong person. Right. I think that's a uh, mistake a lot of people make. They just just this fear of being alone. So I'll just I'll just take yeah. this person, even though it's clear we're not good for each other. At least I'm not alone. Uh, I hate that mentality. Yeah, you know, I hate that too. Figure out how to be comfortable with yourself first. Um, here's my point. <sighs> I mean, I, I mean, a lot of obvious cliche shit here, but you know, relationships are compromise. But you got to make sure. How can I put this? Um, you got to make sure she's worth compromising for. And I know that sounds mm-hmm. harsh, but what I'm saying is, if I'm just casually dating someone, or we're dating whatever, but it's just she's pushing. I'm a not madly in love, right? I can't not live without her yet, you know, if it's if it's a situation like that. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to bend a little bit, but like all right, for the example, I want to he wants to go on a trip and she mm-hmm. doesn't she she can't go or doesn't want to go cuz of vacation time. Well, I'm sorry, but like if Corey wants to go on a trip, he's a grown man, going to spend his own money going on a trip. Hey, it'd be different if he's like I want to go by myself and I'm not inviting you. That's a different story, but if he's like, hey, we should go do this thing together, mm-hmm. and then she's like, either doesn't want to or can't, all right, well, I I tried. I tried including you. That's not going to work. I still want to go do this, so I'm going to go do this, and I'll see you when I get back. I, okay, I agree. However, the way that was worded in the message, I felt... He was like, hey, I want to do a vacation. Mm-hmm. I want to go here for a vacation. It was very specific. And so in his head, he probably already planned it. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to do this. He shared it with her. What it sounds like to me, she was like, oh, I want to go when? Like, because, you know. So I totally lost what you thought. I I think that it, it, it's, look, here's what's going on from a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm. I feel like, Corey, look, you're in a hard situation. You want to do stuff. Yes, you're in a relationship, but it's only a year. Um, But if you guys are solid in yourselves and she feels solid in the relationship, 
she'd be like, cool, go, have fun, whatever. Mm -hmm. But she's not. She's anxious. And what's happening is she's starting, and I've done this so many times before, where you're like, okay, you get more clingy because it's like, oh, my God, he's pushing away. Oh, my God, why? Uh, I want to be a part of your life. I uh, Let's get a house together. Let's do this. Like, there, And it sounds like there's not really – there feels like people pleasing mm. going on with Corey. Like, oh, okay, like you just sound so tired, Corey. <laughs> Which I get because relationships are hard. But then again, you're signing up for it, so you know. I understand that. Like, okay, I want to have my freedom. I want to have my individuality. Yes, of course you do. But you also have to really work on having common fun with mm. each other. And it just sounds like. There might not be a consistent date night or there might not be a consistent thing or instead of making her feel bad that she can't go on the trip, maybe be like, okay, like what vacation time could we do? Maybe that the compromise could be you do half your trip and then save up and, you know, in another month or two, go with her on a fun little weekend or something. There's always a way to make room for somebody, but this sounds like he doesn't really want to make room for her. Oh, how did you get that? I didn't get that from his message. Well, he said his girlfriend might be holding him back. Well, uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean he's not tr- willing to well, make room horrible. for her. Well, if you said that to me, I'd die. Well, that might be a horrible thing to say, but it's also a horrible thing to live with if it's true. Well, that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, let's talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and say, hey, why? what changed? Are you feeling like I'm not... What am I not giving you? Because I feel kind of, don't use the word smothered, but I'm getting anxious because you're kind of, it feels like you're controlling a lot of stuff mm-hmm. with me and I, I don't like being controlled. So what's going on? Let's have a talk about it. Well, here's where this is headed if it doesn't get fixed. Uh, resentment. Corey's, yeah. whether he's aware of it or or wants to feel this way or not, eventually... Too many no's, if he hears no too often, in the context of, you know, trips or, you know, stuff like that, uh, he's going to build resentment towards her. 100%. Because I've been there. And I, I think I've told this story before, and I, you know, we don't make it a habit to talk about exes on the show, but we're adults. Because I'm insane. I was with a gal for nine years, and it was it was it was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> okay. no, I mean you know, it's like yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sit here with my current it's fiance fine. and rave about how great it was. But my point is, it, it was the main thing that that broke us up is when I started doing comedy. Mm. I started doing comedy the last three years of our relationship, mm-hmm. and first year or two, it was like you know, I'm glad Dave's got this new thing he likes or whatever. But about three years in is when I knew that at some point I'm going to have to move to New York or L.A., Mm -hmm. and I told her that. I was like, hey, in about a year or two, I'm probably going to need to move to another city. And she was just like, no, I'm I'm not moving. And I was like, not at all? We're not going to entertain this at all? Yeah. No, I don't want to move to L.A. or New York. And I was like, well, and and that's what broke us up, because I was like, well, I got to move, and... Anyway, that's really neither here nor there. But my point is, had I not done it, had mm-hmm. I been, oh, okay, then I would have just, we would have stayed together mm-hmm. in Georgia, but I would have been resentful as shit. I was already building resentment just because I felt like 
Yeah, and comedy is is a tough thing to start in a relationship. Oh God! Because yeah. once Whoa. you get rolling, you yeah. got to do it every night. Every night, yes. And I totally got. I totally understood her point of view of mm-hmm. like you're going to be gone every night. But at the same time, I'm like, well, and I wasn't gone every night. I compromised. I, I would go out like four nights a week. When if I was single, I would probably went out seven nights a week. You know, to do comedy. But my point is, I quickly began to resent like, you know her lack of willingness to to even entertain the thought of moving or to, you know, constantly trying to guilt me like, I'm sorry, I'm, I need, you know, comedians work at night. I got to go out at night and do shows. Anyway, my point is you got to figure out that common ground and you got to figure out, you got to figure out what you're willing to compromise on. With you, I'm madly in love with you. You're my number one priority. My list of things that I'm willing to compromise is is pretty long for you mm-hmm. because we've well, been together a long time. Sure. We've established our trust. But you're dating someone a year and you're already thinking that they're holding you back. And and, and I'm not trying to villainize uh, his gal here. Like, like you said, we don't know her side of the story. But just the concept of like, oh, I feel like she's holding me back. That's not good. You either got to figure out how to compromise mm-hmm. or you got you to gotta move on. I completely because agree. Yeah. That resentment festers. It grows and it festers and it will overflow and spill all over the floor one day if you don't address it. I hear you. Okay. Few thoughts. I completely agree and it's kind of like <laughs> there's it's kind of like a life map. Okay, so one time I went to a healer <laughs> and they gave me a life map. And it was basically where do you want, where do you see yourself? Where do you envision yourself in 30 years, 40 years, whatever. And I remember thinking like, fuck, I don't know, like kind of maybe, like everything's very vague. And I think that's important to do in relationships. Like, okay, not obviously not like the first 2 weeks, but you as a lady, you need to know, okay, is this guy want kids? Mm-hmm. Does this guy want a house here? Mm-hmm. Does this guy, you know, is there an alignment somewhere? And do you get excited about your future? If you're looking and being like, God damn, no, there's a reason you feel that way. So I think a lot of times when couples get like this, and I know I struggle with this, is like you t- you turn away and it's like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to just, this is my shit. I don't really want to talk to her about it. Eh. You know what I mean? And it's anxiety and it's whatever. And then she feels that and it gets, she gets more clingy if that's her attachment style. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, okay, I'm trying to learn to turn towards you. Mm -hmm. And I would have saved so much time dating and stuff if I would have just paused and been like, wait. Like, because it's never about what it's about, right? So it's like, if this girl was your unicorn and you were madly in love with her, you would be like, yes, whatever we have to do, I am going to get you on this vacation. I want to spend time with you. Or you would have already planned. You know what I mean? I I just feel like there's miscommunication and they're not turning towards each other and being honest. Mm -hmm. It's hard being honest. And it's hard opening this stuff up. But that conversation, even if you just lead in with, hey, I'm feeling... This is kind of where I'm feeling. I I really do love you. What's going on though? Are you feeling like nervous that I'm going to cheat on you? Are you feeling jealous that I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. that I have more freedom with my job? 
And then that's a conversation of like, hey, like how can I, if you're partners, like how can I help you? What's going on with you, mm-hmm. with your job? Do you not like it? Okay, well, let's figure, you know what I mean? Like it's a conversation that usually you're not happy with yourself when you become so incredibly, no, I don't want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to figure out, okay, where where do I see this going? And it's it's hard to look at that and actually... I don't know, respect yourself and be like, okay, this is going to have, this is going to be a shitty conversation, but Mm -hmm. let's, you know, be open to breaking up or not and not lead with that, but just turn towards her instead of away because you've dated her for a year. You sound like you like her, you know, slash love. I don't know. But if it's, if you turn towards each other and just have a conversation, that is going to make you feel so much better. Mm -hmm. And either way, Whatever happens, it's it's okay mm-hmm. for both of you. Because maybe she's not ready for a, la- a relationship mentally or emotionally right now either. Or maybe you aren't. Or, you know, mm-hmm. we just have to always check in with ourselves regarding that. Well, this is a tricky one. It really is. He even he mentions that uh, they've had discussions about, I'm quoting him, discussions about me trying to buy a house, but she isn't ready to buy a house yet. All right, using that as an example, like... Okay, I'm sorry. I get it's fine if you're not ready to buy a house with me, but I'm ready to buy a house. I want to be a homeowner. I can afford it. I, in that specific example, I'd, I, if I were Corey, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to buy a house and, you know, it, I'm going to live in it. And if the, I don't know if – I did he say – I don't think they're cohabitating or he didn't say. But my point is in that example – he wants to buy a house. He, he The way he worded it about me buying a house, she isn't ready to buy a house. Well, I'm sorry you're not ready to buy a house. I'm going to buy a house, and I'm going to live in it. And if you ever want to move in, we'll we'll talk about that. Or if we ever get married, we'll talk about that. But, like, something like that. I know a house is a big purchase, but in 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 the principle of the thing, it's like, all right, well, I'll buy my house and live in it, and we'll take it from there. Like, I understand. I, I think... To me, what's going on is, first of all, there's a miscommunication. I, I I think also, Corey, yeah, you're, it sounds like you're trying to please her, like be a people pleaser. I don't know if you're a people pleaser in your life. Um, but you were drawn to her and her energy about a year ago for a reason. Mm-hmm. Was that reason out of loneliness because of COVID? Was that reason because oh my gosh, I really want to pursue her. She's great. Were you in a good place? Have you shifted? Have you grown? Do you see yourself? These are questions that you have to ask yourself mm-hmm. because yeah, you've you've now signed the agreement that you guys are, I'm assuming, exclusive. So if this is not for you, then you got to cut it. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to her at all. And also it sounds like a little bit of a controlling thing from her side, which when we get into those modes, at least for me, when I get controlling, it's like, wait, what's going on with me? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like I need to fucking control this? And the second I started being like, okay, you know what? Whoever's in my life, always I loved you. But it was like, okay, I got to let him go because I do love him mm-hmm. and I'm not ready for this shit. And I did it in a drunken, horrible way. But I think it's important to look at yourself and be like, wait, am I trying to just avoid stuff in my life with Mm -hmm. a relationship? And what is it about her that, you know, her energy and her awesomeness brought you into this relationship? And are you, it sounds like it's a job. It sounds like this relationship is taxing 
and you sound tired, you're wanting to leave on vacation. Like these are these are signs of okay, what where am I? Mm-hmm. Do I even want a relationship right now? I don't know. Well, and I hate to keep coming back to this word, but but resentment is such a powerful thing. And man, I'm I'm happy to say that like in full disclosure, all honesty, I have where there's no resentment in our relationship, at least not from my end. Yeah, not from my end. And and it took a while for me. Yeah, though. <laughs> that took a while. But no, and that's but it's it it feels like a, a load off my my chest to just know that like oh there's no baggage. Neither one of us are hanging on to anything. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us have any you know leftover resentment. And that hasn't always been the case in other relationships. Like I said, the last relationship, I, I resented the shit out of her for like not even entertaining the idea of traveling, mm-hmm. moving with me. And I even said, like, you can do your job anywhere. I can only do my job in a couple of places. Um, and what if... Other oh. relationships... I had another... Before that, I had a gal the, who just would not work. Just, I can't hold down a job. I don't want to... And I resented the hell out of that because, like, we were young and struggling. And I was like... So every day, you know, when we're... There's not enough money in the bank. I would look at her not working, and I would just be filled with resentment. Like, resentment is so cancerous. And to tell a grown-up, whether it be a man or a woman or whomever, that, you know, you can't do something within reason. You know, it's not like you're saying, hey, I want to have a threesome, and this prude won't let me. Like, no, I want to go on a trip, or I want to buy a house for myself, or whatever. Like, when you hear too many no's or too much pushback on reasonable shit, that's just going to make the resentment fester and grow and nothing good's going to come from that. Mm-mm. So you got to find that way to compromise. Not compromise may not even be the right word, but just Here's, to, to yeah. let the person do what they want to do within reason. You know, like I said, he's not asking, you know, to get in a, you know, some crazy, you know, three-way relationship or, you know, Hey, I want to buy, you know, a yacht when I make, you know, 150,000 no, a year. No, and I'm not villainizing like, him. I, I, yeah, I when, agree. When you get too much resistance on reasonable request, that that eventually is, is going to overflow your pot. And you're going to, you know, it's just not going to be good. I guess, okay, so with your example, with your last lady, mm-hmm. I think... She was reacting in a way. It sounds like she was resentful mm-hmm. of you finding your vocation mm-hmm. and doing comedy. And her only, you know, the only thing she can control was her answer and response. Mm-hmm. To, like, she was an idiot. She knows, like, okay, New York or L.A., like, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's going to need to move to either of those places. But the fact that it was, like, a hard no. Hard no. That is so much resentment from her side mm-hmm. of like, okay, you're out every night. Fuck this. I'm not going to be alone in another city, blah, blah, blah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we didn't, I didn't sign up for this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, there's so many couple books about this, but it's about having those conversations, almost check-ins. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's, what's going on? Are we good? Let's talk about it. And those are some of the best conversations if you can. And if not, I just want to talk to her because I want to be like, listen, lady, um, as Sex in the City has taught us, I know all your listeners have probably seen the whole series. 
there is a line in it where they talk about how men are like cabs. And when their light's on, you just go in the cab and they're ready to get married and have babies and all that shit. And honestly, that was the best advice I've ever... And it's true. Mm -hmm. It's not always true. But when a guy's ready to be in a relationship... He's open to it Mm -hmm. and like wanting to, you know, work on himself, open this door up. Mm -hmm. And if not, it's it's gonna just you're gonna keep hitting a brick wall. Mm -hmm. So there's a book called The Rules. (laughs) Have you ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the guy. What is that stupid thing? The pickup artist or whatever. That the game. The game. Oh, so it's kind of the girl equivalent, Mm -hmm. but they do have amazing things for girls because it's like look like you're a prize to be won Mm -hmm. you're you're it and don't waste your time on these guys that don't want to you know a guy will always call you if he likes you always he'll always text if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. there's there's no pausing or I just feel like if it's I'm very all or nothing. If you're all about this girl Corey you're gonna have to make it work go to counseling figure out this shit. Mm -hmm. If not Fucking cut it and and move on. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to be single and alone right now, like be single and alone and have fun. Like don't half-ass both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a great point. Don't half-ass both. You know, because relationships are work. work. Yeah, love is a choice, and being happy is a choice. I believe. Like mm-hmm. you choose. Okay, this is a big deal. This is another person, another. Uh, you know, a different sex or sometimes the same sex as me, like whatever it is. And you're going to have all this stuff come up. Triggers. If if she reminds you of your mom and you have a bad relationship, like there's so much mm-hmm. that you're going to deal with. So either get on board or, or jump the ship, buddy. <laughs> but I yeah. think you sound very nice and kind, Corey. I'm just being very straight up because I know guys like straight up. So either shit or get off the pot, because it's not fair to her. Yeah, I, think. I mean this, is and a yeah, tough it one. sounds controlling. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wish I could ask him more questions. Mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to villainize him, but it just sounds like there's a lot of miscommunication and maybe expectations that aren't being met on both sides. Well, and another key ingredient here is, you know, both parties have to be happy and fulfilled on their own. Oh, 100%, yes. Before you can be any good to anyone else. Yes. And so, that first three months of relationships are always... It, you could be with a fucking mule. You're going to be so excited. You're having sex. Your your cortisol levels are up. Like, it's an actual... Like, your body is on a high mm-hmm. for three months. And then, boom. It's a new adventure, new person. And now she has dirty dishes. She has salt in the bed. Disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, so then we have this stuff. So... I'm imagining, I'm, that must have been hard dating in COVID, but there was probably a separation. You guys probably couldn't hang out, so you got to keep your independence. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, it's COVID. You know what I mean? I can't do anything about it. And now that things are reopening and it's becoming mm-hmm. a thing. I mean, there are, I've been reading articles about this, like COVID relationships. Like, all right, we're done. Because yeah. now she just wants to go be free or he does or Whatever. And again, no judgment. But if that was that season, people are in your life for a season, a reason, or forever. Mm-hmm. Well, you a key word you just said, independence, is still very important even inside the context of a relationship. Mm-hmm. The only thing 
and I don't want to say like not allowed to do because that makes it sound like I want to do it, but like the only thing I'm willing to compromise on in terms of a relationship is like the fidelity. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm I was com- going to ask I'm, you what your compromise is. Okay. I'm committed to you in terms <laughs> right. of I will not see anybody else. Mm-hmm. I will not covet anyone else. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, if when we got real serious, if you tried to get me to stop collecting records or stop oh. watching baseball or you wanted me to tour less, then that's an issue. It's yeah. like, hey, just because we're together, like, I'm giving you a commitment that you're the only romantic interest in my life Mm -hmm. but that doesn't just because we're committed in a serious relationship doesn't give you the right to come in here and redecorate my entire life you know so i think i think maintaining some level of independence inside the context of relationship is very important now i'm not saying you know even with that you know there's parameters and boundaries but like the dude wants to go on a trip it'd be different if he's like out of the gate was like, I want to go on this trip by myself and you need to stay home. Okay, maybe that's something we can debate about. But right. like, hey, you want to go on this trip? No, I can't. Well, I still kind of want to go and I'm going to go do that. You're welcome to come. I'm not saying you can't come, but like you not being able to shouldn't necessarily shut the door for me. Completely get it. Also, I think just a tag on the end of that, like I'm going to go. But I totally understand that you're frustrated because you can't get off of work. Mm-hmm. If you want, why don't you plan something that you'd like to mm-hmm. do? And I'll totally do it with you. We can go camping. It doesn't have to be expensive, blah, blah, blah. I think there's always a, let's think of a solution. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're mad that I'm going. I totally get it. Don't be. I'll FaceTime you when I can, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. let's plan something fun together. There has to be... A compromise, and it's not either or. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. This sounds very like either buy a house with me or not. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a house, buy a fucking house. Mm-hmm. And if it works out in a year, you know, invite her to live in that house. And if she says no, all right, you know. But these are all. I just wish I can talk to him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Corey. But yeah, I mean, I I get it. Um, I'm always pro ladies when it comes to this stuff, but I do, I hear controlling, I hear there's something in her where she's feeling really not seen and at least from my perspective, like not heard. Um, And that's not your fault, Corey, because that's some deep childhood wound shit. So that's some her stuff that she's kind of putting on you. Mm -hmm. Again, a conversation. So, you know, I know everything and you're welcome. (laughs) Well, good luck, Corey. Corey uh, good luck. I'm you sorry know. if that wasn't a great answer. I mean, it, this is a tough one. I mean, it's there's no there's no instruction manual in relationships, but like my the core of my advice is just position yourself however you have to to where you're not going to grow resentful of your partner yeah. because it's never going to work. Well, write down what you want. I mean, write down. It doesn't have to be a specific list, but I know a lot of my friends like write down what it is. What are deal breakers in this relationship? Okay. Uh, You know, easiest one is babies or no babies. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, okay, I want to marry someone that's my same religion. Okay. He's, you know what I mean? There's so many things. So what are your deal breakers? And if you define that and see, like just write it down and look at it. Oh, okay. So she... And ask her, okay, what are your deal breakers? Because mm-hmm. this feels weird. And then c- kind of compare and be like, all right, well, we're not aligned. We're not going to – I want to look forward to my future. I want to be adventurous. Mm-hmm. I want to be spontaneous. You know what I mean? I want to 
buy 80 houses, whatever it is. And if you don't feel supported in that, that's really sad. Mm -hmm. And that isn't great. Because it sounds like somebody, like it just sounds like, yes, you feel pulled back because she's probably down about herself Mm -hmm. or something. But again, that's not on you, Corey. And, you know, you could just figure out, do I want this relationship? Do I want to continue? And if not, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. It's tough. It is tough, Corey. I, I hope I helped and didn't sound too harsh. <laughs> Good luck, Corey. Good uh, luck, Corey. Keep in touch, man. Let us know how that's going, all right? Yes. Uh, 562-548-2012. In that order. That's our uh, number. We are the Stonebergs, by the way. Yes, hello. Dave Stone. Katie Strandberg. Stoneberg. Get it? All yeah. right. Uh, if you haven't already, create new contact. Put us in your phone. Why we're, not? Plus. We're here for you 24-7. Add new contact. Give us a call. Let's uh, let's take one more before we land this plane, shall we? Okay. Hi, Dave and Katie. My name is Sean. I'm calling for myself and my wife, Michelle, to take advantage of the opportunity you gave us to promote a small business. We have a podcast called Sweet Tea and Bourbon. It's a southern-flavored podcast where we talk about everything and nothing at all and would love the opportunity and be ever so grateful to you guys if you could give us a little shout-out in your program. We're just getting things off the ground. We don't have any sponsors or anything as of yet. And I'm just trying to get, as you say, a word of mouth out there to get us get us going and get us off the ground. So we appreciate anything you can do for us. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, hell yeah. Right on, Sean. Yay, Sean. Awesome. Sweet tea and bourbon. Sweet tea and bourbon. That's Why good, not? Good name for a podcast. Is that a good drink? Uh, I don't care for it. Okay. I love both of those things separately. I sure. love sweet tea. Oh, that's delicious. And I love bourbon. Uh, I don't I don't hate it. I uh, If I'm going to mix something with, uh, with bourbon, I, I want it to be fizzy and bubbly. Aw. Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Uh, um, some about I, I don't know I, it's a popular drink in the south yeah uh, um, but yeah I uh, yeah no, that's neither here nor anyway there. yes so <laughs> sweet tea and bourbon an, a smash it podcast guys give it a listen southern flavored podcast. southern flavored right ooh I like it you gotta check that out Sean yes I uh, I miss Get into it. I miss southern culture Aww. I haven't uh, I haven't lived in the south uh, for nine years I haven't even been to the south in two years. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to listen and maybe get nostalgic for my homeland. Yeah, I love that. I know he, he does. He wa- Well, you wanted to go to Atlanta this... Yeah, I was thinking about planning a trip uh, for our birthday week to go back, but then I, I thought, well, we're Getting trying married. to get married a few months later. It'd be dumb to spend money on a trip, but, you know, we're trying to get married a few months later. But anyway. Anyway, um, sweet tea and bourbon, babies. Sweet tea and bourbon. Give it a listen. Sean and his wife, Michelle. Right on. Woohoo! Go yeah. Sean and Michelle. Cool, man. Check it out. Everybody check out uh, Sweet Tea and Bourbon uh, wherever podcasts are sold. Just support Sean and Michelle. There you go. Do it. Thank Do you, buddy. It. And thanks for uh, supporting this show, man. We appreciate that. Um, all right. We'll, we'll go ahead and land this plane. We got uh, had another call lined up, but we'll uh, we'll get to that next week. Uh, word of mouth this week, boo. Mm-hmm. I've, we, I think we're in agreement. There's two that we want to plug this week. Oh, hell yes. We've been in a real uh, TV drought for yep. a long time, uh, hence <laughs> why we've watched Sopranos on loop for oh. the last six months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Oops. But Oops. Uh, we found uh, two shows uh, that are both 
real good, mm-hmm. and they both uh, not one of them stars this lady, and the other uh, show co stars. They both uh, have Gene Smart. Oh, now, I love Gene. Smart. My first exposure to Gene Smart was speaking of uh, Southern culture, uh, the great sitcom from the mid to late eighties. Maybe carried over into the early nineties. I bet. Oh, Design and Women. Hell yeah! That was such a great show, or at least I remember it being great when I was uh, a young lad. <laughs> um, great, just a great sitcom. Four strong Southern women uh, I love set it. in Atlanta. I mean, uh, that's your favorite. Yeah, and uh, Gene Smart just crushed it on that show. I don't know how many seasons that show was on. Probably five or six seasons. Um, but yeah. So now, and, and I hadn't seen or heard of her in years till about five years ago when she starred in season two of Fargo. Oh, yeah, she which was she amazing. absolutely crushed. Oh. Uh, that's such a great season of television. But uh, yeah, kind of lost track of her till she showed up on Fargo. And I know she's been working, but just, you know, doing a lot of stuff that maybe I didn't catch. But uh, right now she's in Hacks. Oh, so she's good. She's the star of Hacks. HBO Max. And she's uh, not the not the lead, but a, definitely a substantial role in Mayor of Easttown. Okay, guys, Mayor of Easttown. Both as these well. shows, I'm loving. Ooh, I'm we got loving a thriller that's Mayor, mm-hmm. and then the comedy. Oh, Hacks. Gene uh, Smart plays kind of a uh, Joan Rivers type, mm-hmm. kind of a uh, uh, an icon, a iconic uh, stand up comic comedian who has a residency in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Just one of those, you know, just been around forever, playing theaters, sold out shows. Um, but what happens to a lot of folks in show business is she's feeling feeling her age. She's feeling uh, kind of washed up, kind of irrelevant. And mm-hmm. uh, she's trying to figure out how to put a spark back into her career. So she uh, begrudgingly hires a uh, young female comedy writer to kind of help punch up her act. And, uh, yeah, we've only seen the first couple episodes on that, but uh, I'm digging it. Yeah, and she's it's just, so great. She's great at that, just that old, arrogant, rich lady. Yeah, she's you know? amazing. She's so powerful mm-hmm. in her, and just hilarious. Yeah. She's so good. Great comedic timing. And uh, mayor of mayor of East Town, East Town, starring uh, what's her Kate name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet of uh, um, Smash It Titanic. Titanic fame. Uh, listen, hard. Hard view. Charlie, chill out, bud. Two episodes, the rising action. I got ADHD in a few. Mm-hmm. However, it's a slow burn. But it is worth it. But it pays Guys, off. Guys, listen. Yeah. Worth it. Get into it. Oh, And it's fun because these TV shows come out like every... Like every week, like yeah. there's only it's not fully you can't just binge it right yeah. now. Yeah. You can binge, which like, is a weird thing in this day and age because we were we were getting caught up, and then when we got completely caught up, you know, four or five episodes in, it was like, oh crap, <laughs> yeah. what? I what I can't just binge can't. through this and finish it? What is that about? Because we're so conditioned to for binging nowadays. Yeah, I oh guys, so it's kind of fun. It's like ooh, Thursday mm-hmm. hacks comes out, and- but uh, Mayor of Easttown basically uh, just kind of a. Um, a whodunit drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't give too much away, but uh, definitely a drama. No comedy really whatsoever. Um, uh, what's her name? Kate Winslet's the lead. She plays a uh, detective in a small town in Pennsylvania. And for some reason, they got her dressed up like a lumberjack. Yeah, she, and I, a limp. She can- yeah, she's limping. She's There's she looks like <laughs> looks a lot like of a lumberjack. Limp work. There's Does, a lot of limp work and accent work. Yeah, but- some of the accents are great because that Pennsylvania accent's tricky, but. Uh, 
solid show. So some of the episodes kind of a slow burn, but man, it uh, a lot of good twists and turns. And I'm enjoying. What are they? Probably about five or six deep into that right now. I think so. Yeah. So and yeah, hacks six. is uh, hacks is only like two episodes yeah. in to but, the season. Oh, get into it, guys! But yeah, uh, HBO Max. I guess if you got regular HBO, maybe you could find them on there as well. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know what HBO Max is Honestly, doing. Honestly, unclear. I don't. But know. Uh, man, the, uh, two of the best new so shows good. I've seen in a long time because we both have been kind of thirsty for a new show. Because uh, guys, you know, Sopranos is great, but. I was starting to like know what scene was coming up. Oh, I I can <laughs> I mean we've watched it on loop since Christmas. I know. Like seriously, about about four or five cycles now. It's just so comforting. Uh, just right. one of those good things to have on in the background. Um, we we have a few like that. We'll go through our Kirby enthusiasm phase. Ooh. where, like, even Ooh. though we've seen everything, just put it on. Baskets. A, a basket, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Sopranos. Oh, Seinfeld's a great Eating dinner, but uh, yeah, these two, uh, I really dig them both. It's just odd that she's in both of these. Oh yeah, Jean Smart, but yeah, love her. Hacks is awesome. Mayor of Easttown, really good. So uh, check those out if you're looking for some new shows. Do it, guys. Boo boo, where can we find you on Instagram? The letter K, the letter T, L O W, and then Strandberg, like a strand of hair, B E R G. I know, rolls right off the tongue. At go. KT Lo Strandberg. And go. Boo, are cookbooks still available? Cookbooks available at dumbdavestone.com. Uh, tour dates starting to finally book some dates. Don't, don't have anything official yet, but I will. I did book my first. Uh, Charlie, chill out, bud. He's freaking out. Uh, late October, I'll be up in uh, Humboldt County. Woo, Humboldt. Savage, uh, Savage Henry Comedy Club and. Uh, Trying to build a whole uh, Pacific Northwest tour around that. Hopefully, uh, I'll have dates in Seattle, Portland, hopefully, uh, maybe Tacoma, Spokane, maybe Reno. We'll see. But as those uh, dates come in, I will let you If you have enough time. Don't know if we'll have enough time. (laughs) Uh, Also, on Cameo, you can uh, book me on Cameo uh, if you need me to give a customized greeting or insult to your friends or enemies. He's been getting a lot of insults. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of roasting lately, so that's a lot of fun. (laughs) It's funny. It's it's a muscle I don't flex enough, but uh, having fun with that. So, yeah, yeah, we're out there. Doing it. We're out there, man. If you need us, we're uh, here for you. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Thank for, you, guys. For listening. Oh, boy. For Charlie your wonderful says thank calls. You. Thank you. Um, yeah, keep like, on we coming. We're leaving something out. I don't know. What's I don't coming. know. We love you. Yeah, yeah, we love you. Thank you for listening. Love each other. Get out there yeah. and enjoy your life. Oh, my gosh. Get, take those masks off and go, just a dream. Go eat some oysters. Ah, get your windows tinted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If you have enough time, do it. We'll get a hat. Uh, talk to you next week. Okay, love you. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.
Okay, thank you. 